Stuff I Learned Yesterday, episode number 463. The date that was a dud. Welcome to Stuff I Learned Yesterday. My name is Daryl Darnell. My daughter and I made some delicious Dole Whip over the weekend. And I believe that if you aren't learning, you aren't living. In today's episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I share some lessons I learned from an embarrassing date that I had. Well, happy Monday. Welcome back to Stuff I Learned Yesterday. I hope that you had a great weekend. We did here at the Darnell house. Not only did I make some Dole Whip with Addison, but uh, both of the kids worked really, really hard sanding down the arcade machine, and I helped out a little bit, but they did most of the work, and they did a great job. So now we are almost ready to start uh, sketching our design, and then we'll be painting it up. It's uh, it's getting closer. It's really exciting. So, But whatever you did this weekend, I hope it was a good one. I hope you had a good weekend. Let me ask you this. Have you ever been the reason that a date was a dud? Hmm, what would cause a date to be a dud? Well, while you think about that, I'm going to give you today's fun fact. Yesterday, which was July 17th, marked the 61st anniversary of the opening of Disneyland in Anaheim, California. Now, honestly, I had no idea that this weekend was an important date in the history of Disneyland when I decided to make up a batch of homemade Dole Whip. What is Dole Whip? Well, in case you don't know, Dole Whip is a delicious pineapple soft-serve frozen treat that can only be found at Disney parks and at the Dole Plantation on Oahu. So here are some fun facts about this wonderful treat. And these fun facts come courtesy of our friends over at Eater.com. Fact number one, Dole Whip is actually dairy-free, which I was surprised until I actually made it. And then I realized, hey, there's no dairy in this. (laughs) Uh, Fact number two, you can get it in a cup or in a cup of pineapple juice as a float. Yeah, that's delicious. Number three, it's rumored that Dole Whip was invented by the VP of Research at Dole in the 1950s. Number four, it didn't rise to fame until Disneyland added it in 1976. Number five, at Disneyland, it's sold at the Enchanted Tiki Room, and at Disney World, you can get it at Dole Whip in Adventureland in the Magic Kingdom. I think you can get it at the Tiki Room in Disney World, too, but don't quote me on that because I've never been to Disney World or Disneyland. And lastly, you can make your own variety using easily found recipes online, which is what we did, or you can even purchase the commercial dry mix online and then just add water. And I think you need a soft serve machine for that, which you can get some of those in the household variety for, I don't know. A lot less than I thought they were. I remember the last time I looked them up, I thought they were going to be more expensive than they were. Not that I have one, but it was tempting. All right. Well, I, uh, you know what? Here's, here's the thing. I hope you are tempted to submit a contribution for this week's Friday Forum. 
Yeah, it would be great to hear from you. You listening to this, you've never called in. You've thought about it. Maybe you have a couple of ideas rattling around in your mind, and you just kind of need to put those thoughts together. I can totally relate to that situation. So just make some time to sit down at the computer and typey-typey out your thoughts or pull out your handy-dandy recorder, your iPhone, whatever it is you can record with, and record your contribution. I would love to hear from you and have your contribution as a part of our Friday Forum. You can do that by calling 304-837-2278 or by heading over to goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback where you can typey-typey out that contribution or upload that audio file or even use the SpeakPipe widget. It's your chance to share the stuff you've learned with all of us and we will be better because of your contribution. So don't delay. Do that today. Now, here's what I learned yesterday. I've been happily married for over 17 years now, so it's been quite a while since I was doing the dating thing. I mean, my wife and I dated for, I don't know, a little over two years before we got married. And that's honestly a part of my life that I hope I never have to do again. And of course, I know that the dating experience is different for everyone, but as I look back at that part of my life now, I just shake my head. What I mean is, when I look back at my 18 to 23-year-old self, I shake my head at myself when I realize how dumb I was. I think most of us at that age think that we know everything and that we're invincible and that we can do no wrong. I mean, that's certainly how I felt. For reasons that I can't quite figure out, I never had trouble getting dates or finding girls to be interested in me. In fact, that was part of my problem. I never had lines of girls beating down my door. Let's not be ridiculous here. But I mean that I almost always had a girlfriend. And when one relationship ended, it didn't take me long to find someone else. This was a big problem. When I had a steady girlfriend, I was always faithful and never did anything inappropriate with another girl. I mean, at least not in real life. But in my mind, I was almost always keeping my eye out for who I would go out with next should things not work out with my current girlfriend. Now, you may recall my story way back in episode three, where I lost all of my friends and my girlfriend because I was so self-centered and demeaning to the people that were around me. Well, fortunately, I eventually matured and grew out of the desire to have a backup in mind should things not work out. But that didn't come along before I had a few humbling moments. Shortly after graduating high school, I started dating a girl we'll call Penny. We dated for several months before she dumped me. (laughs) No worries. I already had my eye on a girl that we're going to call Jenny. And as my luck would have it, Jenny had recently dumped her boyfriend and was suddenly available. So I took advantage of the opportunity, and Jenny and I soon became an item. We dated for well over a year, and things got pretty serious. I really liked her, and I thought that we might have a future together. However, that wasn't enough to keep my mind focused on her. I had my eye on a couple of different girls, should things not work out with Jenny. Well, it's probably no surprise, but Jenny eventually dumped me. (laughs) I was truly sad about it, though, and I even tried to work things out with her, but we eventually both agreed to call things off for good. We handled the breakup quite well, actually. You see, we both worked at the bookstore. And one day, my boss thanked me for keeping my relationship with Jenny professional while we were at the store. 
Now, we had already been broken up for a couple of months by the time he gave me that compliment, so apparently we'd both done a good job of keeping the breakup part of our lives from interfering with work, too. So after things with Jenny ended, I had to decide what to do next. I'm not totally sure what happened next. There was another girl who also worked at the bookstore that I was interested in asking out. Let's call her Maggie. Now, as I recall, Maggie approached me one day and asked me out, but honestly, I'm not sure. I may have actually asked her out because, like I said, I did have my eye on her. But what I am sure of is that whoever asked the other person out, the other person said yes. So, the next Friday night, we went out on a date. I picked her up and took her to a local Italian restaurant. Now, of course, we already knew quite a bit about each other since we had been working together for a couple of years, but there was obviously still much to learn about each other and talk about. And you know, I've told you before, I've never really been very good at conversation, but I think even the world's worst conversationalist is savvy enough not to make the mistake that I did that night. I must have told Maggie five or six stories about things that Jenny and I had done together. It seems like every chance I had, I brought up Jenny. Clearly, I wasn't quite over Jenny yet, but talking about your ex while on a date with another woman has to be among the stupidest things that you can do. Believe it or not, I really thought nothing of it at the time. After our date was over, I took Maggie home. A few days later, I approached her at work and asked her out again. And she said no. I was a bit surprised because I'd had a nice time and thought that she had also enjoyed herself. So, a week or so later, I again approached her and asked her out. She smiled and said no. I again was surprised, but I was certain that I'd just caught her at a bad time. So, a few weeks later, I got my nerve up again and I asked her out. But this time, I approached her and told her that I wanted to ask her a question. And I also told her that if she said no, I would never ask her that question again. And she acknowledged me, and so I asked her out. And she said no. And I was surprised. I again reiterated to her that if she was truly telling me no, that I wasn't going to ask her out again. This was her last chance. She looked me square in the eye and said, Okay. (laughs) Well, that was it. I got the message. She did not want to go out with me again. Here's what I learned. I'm really not sure why Maggie never went out with me again. And it very well may have been because I talked about my ex-girlfriend all night. I mean, that is a pretty good reason not to go out with someone again. I do know that she was smart to turn down my invitations. As I look back on it now, I'm embarrassed by not only my behavior on our date, but by my behavior in asking her out. How arrogant was it of me to tell her that I was giving her one last chance to go out with me? Man, I really wish that I had not been that guy. But I was that guy. Now, of course, this story is full of simple lessons. It's One that my kids get a kick out of, and they'll ask me to tell this story to them again from time to time. Because even at 11 and 13 years old, they're smart enough to know that you don't talk about your ex when you're on a date with someone else. And so I've also used this story to teach them about being prideful. 
and to make sure that they know how to treat someone that they are interested in dating. When they're 30, of course. And I think that's the biggest lesson for me. We all make mistakes. The important thing is that we take time to reflect on these situations and learn from them. I learned to be humble. Actually, that's not true. I was humbled. And I had to learn that the hard way. I learned to focus the conversation on those around you and not yourself. And honestly, I still struggle with that one. But I also learned that if you want to have a true, meaningful, and honest relationship with someone, then you need to keep not just your physical person, but your eyes, your heart, and your mind focused on the one that you're with. Once I did that, I found the love of my life. I'm Daryl Darnell, and this has been Stuff I Learned Yesterday. Follow Golden Spiral Media on Twitter at GSM Podcasts and Facebook.com slash Golden Spiral Media. To subscribe to Stuff I Learned Yesterday, visit goldenspiralmedia.com slash subscribe and join the Stuff I Learned Yesterday Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Stuff I Learned Yesterday. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please share this podcast with a friend.